I'm David Campbell. And I'm Joseph Whitney. This is Brewing with BIM. Where we talk about construction processes, technology, BIM, and beer. Hi everyone. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the following podcast belong solely to the hosts and its contributors. They are not necessarily the views of our employers, organizations, committees, or other group or individual. Well, hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bring with BIM. I'm Joe Whitney, and with me, as always, is Dave Campbell. What's up, Dave? Hey, not much, Joe. Another beautiful day. Another beautiful day. How are you doing today? Uh, You know, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, Today's been a lazy day for me. After work, I, uh, you know, had all these kitchen projects, stuff that I need to do, and I said, screw it. I ain't doing any of it today. I'm done. Taking a break. Yeah, nice, nice. That was my day yesterday. I ended up uh, chilling out with the kids. Adrian had a pampered chef party. She's a pampered chef, like, host or consultant and does all that kind of stuff. She went over to somebody's house. And um, so I just hung out with the kids for a few hours. So since I was here and I'm like, you know, I really don't want to take on any big projects. I decided to smoke a tri-tip and, (laughs) you know, get that ready for dinner. And ah, that was a, it was a good day. Just chilling out, took them to the park for a little bit. You know, I checked on the meat before I left and I actually ended up wrapping it in aluminum foil and getting the temperature just down a little bit below like 250. It was right at about 240. And I was looking to gain the last, like I'd say 30 degrees. So I'm like, all right, I got, I got about a half hour to an hour, you know, if I turn the heat down and even if I go a little bit, so I aimed for medium rare at 100 and I think it was 140 to 145 is medium rare and man right when I pulled it off it was at like I think it was at like 142 so after it rested a little bit it went a bit above 145 but I'm completely fine with that it was it was a really good really good smoke there yeah the pictures you sent looked uh it looked quite tasty man I uh <laughs> I had this uh smoke cabinet this electric smoker that you know I keep meaning to to get into I've probably used it like four times i just uh I'm, I'm slacking man i'm slacking and i had the perfect occasion like i've been without this kitchen for like a month because we've yeah. been uh, remodeling we've been cooking on the grill we've been cooking an electric <laughs> skillet we've got a microwave set up in the, in the like in the living room off to the yeah. side that's like the perfect like, setup you have all the reasons to go get one <laughs> yeah it's like well, all right well i got a smoker downstairs why don't i just throw my meat in the damn smoker yeah and sit, I mean, we're home all day anyways and then yeah, uh I'd, I'd have some uh, meat by dinner time, man. I just uh, hadn't hadn't put forth the effort, thought about it. But now that my kitchen's almost done, now I'm like, you know what would really be good? Cooking outside. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. I've been well, I've been getting to the point where I'm debating. Like Adrian bought me this. Uh, we haven't we haven't picked it up yet, but she bought it for me right as we were leaving to Indiana. Um, she bought me a, a smoker, right? A um, gosh, I can't even a pit boss smoker. And I honestly just haven't gone to pick it up. And I'm sitting here like, man, do I really want to get rid of my charcoal? Like, I I, I know it's kind of a pain. It's a hard, it's a pain to keep the temperature, especially if I want a higher temperature. And then if I want to control it for a while, the charcoal kind of makes it harder. Like, I have a side box with mine. And I'll just use the side boxes. On shorter smokes, perfect. You know, the charcoal kind of goes out at, like, I'd say three maybe four hours, somewhere right around there, depending on how much charcoal you put in there. And if I throw, I keep stoking it with wood chips, but every time I 
do that, I lose heat. You know what I mean? And it's kind of temperamental. But having one of those newer smokers that you can just set the temperature, you know, kind of tell it what it is, put a meat probe in there and and check it to your phone and walk away. I'm like, man. You know what would be cool? Uh, I don't know if you thought about this, is building a hopper for wood chips. So essentially it's a funnel that, that comes out. It's a metal funnel. Yeah. And it's got a hole in the side and it's got a lid on it, right? Like it, it closes. But uh, whenever you're like, it's kind of like just a tube that comes out. Yeah. It's a little bit at the end. And whenever you're, you're, you're you want to throw some extra wood chips on there, all you got to do is flip the little flap and dump some in there and close it back up. Mm. And you're not losing any temperature that way. But I that's don't know. That's not man. a bad idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I know you're a handy guy. Throw yeah. some stuff at you. Yeah. yeah, that's an idea, man. That'd be that'd be an idea. I mean, it's yeah, it's something you might have to check out just because of the seal. You want to keep the seal, maintain the heat. You don't want to melt any other metal. I don't. I, I wouldn't want to make it out of like aluminum or something, burn it. And the next thing no, I know, I'm no, like, man, man, my food yeah. tastes like a can. <laughs> That's why I never got down on the beer can chicken. It tastes like – it literally tastes more yeah. like the beer can than it is the beer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I found out also with that you have to find a specific kind of chicken for that. Or, or like not chicken. I'm sorry, beer. You have to find specific oh, yeah. kinds of beer for that. Like don't just go get a can of one of my – just despised Bud Budweiser. Don't just go get a can of Budweiser and dump and put it right in that chicken, man. That's gonna be a, whew, That's gonna be interesting tasting chicken. Yeah, we we uh before we hopped on this call, uh, our listeners, uh we had a, quite the conversation about Budweiser. It's uh, <laughs> you know, you guys might uh might shit on us, but uh it's just it's not uh it's not our preferred uh, beer. Not a beer pong. Not it's not yeah. a beer pong beer either. No, it's, it's too uh, heavy for beer pong. That, yeah. that was our conversation. It was beer pong. Yeah. Uh, but you've got uh, speaking of beer, you've got uh, a, a beer pong beer <laughs> right in front of you right now, man. Dude, I do. I'm so excited about it. So this week, um, we've kind of balling on a budget again, right? And I, I was looking at, I bought my wife some new tires for her van. We ended up buying some uh, school supplies and stuff. So I'm looking at the budget and I'm like, ah, I could really use some beer and they kind of want this to last me a little while so maybe some quantity over quality you know and then i'm looking around like man okay i'm i'm prepared to get something here and then i i see something catches my eye right it's this pink box with flamingos on it so instantly i i walk over like what is this and i find natural light so i got me some natty lights natter days right strawberry lemonade beer and uh, you got a 30 pack for 18 bucks. Uh, Dave is sold. I am in. <laughs> what are you yeah. drinking this week? Well, man, I've got uh, this keg that's uh, probably drinking. <laughs> Joey's like, dude, I'm still, uh, I'm still saving money over here, bro. <laughs> I actually haven't bought beer. <laughs> I, I'm not saving money. I mean, if you, you know how much I spent on that, uh, that brew setup. Yes. Um, yes. So let's just do the math real quick. Uh, 30 divided by 18, or 18 divided by 30. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're at 60 cents a beer, man. That's uh, that's pretty Cheers, economical. Cheers, bro, right? Years, there though. we go. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still uh, nursing this IPA. Yeah, well. Dude, you know what's funny, though? I've noticed I can drink about four or five of these things, and I'm still cool. I drink four or five IPAs, and Dave is slurring quite a bit. Like that's... Yeah. That's the time to hit the brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a bit much. Uh, four or five IPAs. I uh, uh, 
I might need somebody to tuck me in at night. That's <laughs> especially, you know, you get a pint, a four, four or five pints. Uh, oh, that's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I need somebody to hold the hair. No. <laughs> these ones, um, so I'm almost done with one of the, I've got these 2.65 gallon kegs. I haven't been drinking too much beer just because I have this uh, remodel project going on. And we've been out of town like two weeks ago. We went up to New York. Um, so so we've kind of been kind of a little lackadaisy on the beer. But I'm almost done th- down through one. And then I'll start brewing my next batch, which will probably be, I don't know, I'm thinking of uh, a farmhouse ale probably is what I'll do. Uh, maybe notes of strawberry, something in there. I don't know, something, something interesting. Um, but I might actually, while I've got this time, I'll probably throw some uh, hops in my keg and dry hop. So I've got this one keg already, already still hooked up. It's got CO2 in it. But I might drain the CO2 and uh, dry hop it and then, uh, you know, put it back on, on uh, gas. Yeah. And then, you know, in a week when I'm ready to, to crack that one open, should be, uh, yeah. should make up for, because that's what this beer is missing right now. It's missing the hops. Like it's got a, a tremendous amount of hops in it already. And it's, it's got some great flavor, but it, it doesn't hit doesn't hit the back of your tongue like like a West Coast IPA. It's more like a New England IPA. Okay. I'd I'd say it's almost a hazy IPA. <laughs> okay. Okay. But Dude, um, got my uh, got my wheels turning over here, man. I'm I'm I've been thinking about making another brew, you know, and I need I still need a couple things. I need to get a new um, brew pot because mine just uh, warped and then didn't make it very well over the move. Was it aluminum? Uh, no, I think it was stainless, but I think during the move, uh, I probably put some stuff on it and then it got compressed a little bit. So now it's more uh, oval shaped, <laughs> well, you know, like egg shaped. Nice and oblong. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll probably get a new one of those. And I need a wart chiller just because I am, you know, I'm so tired of trying to sit on that thing and ice it. Dude. All right. So uh, I got the perfect wart chiller for you i got a video up it's on our, our blog i don't know if you had a chance to look at it no, no. essentially essentially all you gotta do is go to home depot you buy a refrigerator line uh uh-huh. 20 foot um comes in a pre-run coil you know flat cardboard box about you know yay big uh-huh. about this thick all you do is you gotta pull it up so like uncoil it but pull it up make them more uniform in size yeah and then unwind the bottom one and then just wrap it up to the top i show it in my video but if you just pull it up to the top so both your spigots are at the top yeah. it's already wrapped and wound for you oh so then yeah it's awesome so then all you got to do is um uh you know what i did is i got uh these uh, they're not camelocks they're um quick disconnects mm-hmm. so i run one to my pump and i run one in a cooler full of ice water yeah um the next time I brew, though, I'm going to change it because the ice melts too fast on the first go round. And when you really need the ice to cool it down is at that last part because any water is cooling it down quickly at the first part. Yeah. So if you just use like if I just were to hook it up to garden, regular garden, garden hose water, I think I'd be pretty close to the cool down. But then save my ice for the end, the ice yeah. water for the end, and then rapidly chill that last part. And I think that's where you re- really need the ice water. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and then, and then all I do from there is I take the ice water that's running through the, the coil line and I feed it back into this tub that has some star sand in it, and yeah. it's the water for my star sand. There you go. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's recycling. Yeah. I like it. 
I like Dude, it. Dude, you'd be amazed at how much water you use freaking cooling down some beer. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of water, man. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Like 30 gallons of water. Just yeah. Dumping it out. <laughs> it's like, you know, I got to refill my kid's pool. Huh. <laughs> 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 you want, yeah. guys want to go swimming? Because dad needs to make some beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I, uh, actually, strawberry sounds really good. We got, um, all the fruit coming down off the mountain right now. So blueberries are ripe, the blackberries and then hood strawberries by far my favorite, just all uh, man. Be, be, uh, you listeners, if you guys aren't familiar with uh, the fruit loop at Mount hood, it's like this, I don't know how many miles it is. It goes on forever, but it goes yeah. around the top of Mount hood, essentially um, pretty much all along the North and Northeastern side of the mountain. Um, making its way towards the back that whole section yeah it's so awesome uh you can go there's like alpacas out there you can go pet if you want there's uh you know there's various fruit wine places uh ciders um fresh fruit all along just go and and uh there's a whole bunch of places where you can go pick we went and pet some mini goats um i think my daughter was probably like two years old yeah just a lot of fun little places along that path it's pretty cool yeah Awesome fruit, man. Awesome fruit. And yeah, the hood strawberries are my favorite. They're, they're amazing. And, uh, you got me thinking now a strawberry farmhouse ale might actually, or a strawberry rhubarb ale or something like that might be, yeah, uh, nice. might yeah. be on. Yeah. At the wheels turning. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting a thought. It's pretty warm out, man. Uh, you know, I don't want to be drinking IPs all the time. Nope. nope. Um, Farmhouse sales, pretty nice, man. I can go for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, uh, man. So we used to pick. Well, I didn't used. To, I never went. My wife would like uh, have the you know the morning off. She worked. We had a weird schedule because my um, we didn't want to keep our kids in daycare all the time. So like my wife worked nights. I would work days. Mm-hmm. Our kids would be in daycare for like three hours. My my daughter at the time would only be in daycare three hours out of the day. So in the mornings, you know, early after. Or, uh, yeah, early afternoons, mornings, my wife and daughter would like, you know, they'd go pick berries at all the various farms because they're everywhere in Oregon. You can't throw yeah. a, a stone in the Portland metro area without freaking hitting hitting a, a farm of some type. So they'd go do all that stuff. The Little People Big Farm is out there, too. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, the roll-offs. It's, uh, it's in, out in Beaverton. Um, oh, okay. It's called Little People Big Farm. I don't know if you remember the show uh, on TLC – the um, family, I'm not going to be politically correct here. They're uh, little people midgets. You don't, I don't know if you remember that. Okay. Seen that? No. No. E-channel something. I don't know. They had a show. But <laughs> anyways, they're famous. Uh, they got a cool farm. Uh, you can go out there and pick pumpkins and strawberries and whatnot. But okay. I haven't found that out here in Oregon. Um, seems like out there, I never saw any wild animals because they knew better. They'd all run around. They'd run and hide. Yeah. Or you kind of pick all the, you know, see all the fruits and pick all the fruits you want. Now I'm out here. I don't see any fruits anywhere. Uh, we had fruits growing wild out there. Like I had plums in my backyard and apples yeah. and all kinds of just in my backyard. We didn't yeah. plant them. They're just wild, wild trees. But here, man, tell you what, I see more wild animals than I've ever seen even legitimately looking for animals. Probably got a wild uh, whitetail over there, huh? Dude, man, there's a, there's a, during rough season yeah. you can't drive at nighttime without your brights your brights on <laughs> yeah. driving 10 miles an hour you'll hit something yeah. yep oh yeah dude i've seen many a deer go through cars or many a cars go through deer 
Yeah. It's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. Wild turkeys. Every time we go for a walk around our neighborhood, it's like it's only a mile loop. We'll go for a walk around the neighborhood. We count how many bunnies we've seen so far. Our record is 15 bunnies. <laughs> one one mile loop, 15 bunnies. That's awesome. Dude, it's Dude, crazy, man. I remember, uh, gosh, just living in the Midwest, it's something different. And uh, when I went to basic training, it was either basic or AIT, we got up for morning formation, went outside, and everybody's getting ready for a run, and we're forming up. And as we start running, there's a family of skunks, like, right on our path, like, chilling out. And it's like, all right, everybody needs to go around. That's okay. You know, one, two, three, four, five skunks. (laughs) It's amazing what you'll see just walking around the Midwest. Where did you do your uh, AIT at? Uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Missouri. All right. Yeah. Yep. Missouri. Fort Lost in the Woods. Uh, is that is that by the Ozarks? Where is that at? What part of the state? Yeah. I, I, um, I'd have to look at a map right now, dude. I, I, I know it's in, I felt like it was in the middle of nowhere when I was there. That's for sure. No, it's all good, man. We, uh, I'm jumping off on tangents here. Uh, we should probably get to the meat of the episode anyways. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, guys. Uh, today we're going to be chatting about um, Bluebeam 2020. Uh, it's not 2020. 20, it's it's not just called 2020. 20. It's just 20. It's just 20. Yep, yeah, yeah. taking it out. It's, it's 20. 20. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So today, uh, Dave, you're uh, a Bluebeam expert. Uh, yep. So I figure, you know, today's the day to ask you some damn questions, man. Let's uh, – get to the root of this um you know there's there's bluebeam's got a lot of cool stuff in the works uh we follow a lot of it uh whether we're talking about the, the coming you know geotagged construction management platform the cool apps that we get to see the betas of mm-hmm. you're at xcon every year i guess except for this year yep. um yeah. a lot of cool things happen in bluebeam Blue there's a lot of buzz there's like the, it's kind of got they're not a startup, but they have that startup vibe, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I think know. they ride that wave. That's what I. One of the things I love about Bluebeam, like they really do. They just, um, they they're constantly evolving. They're constantly growing. They're uh, adapting that change, and they're always um, talking to people around them, learning how they can kind of better things or what they can do. Um, I just it, it, you you're right though it it feels like that startup because they have that energy and they're constantly wanting to whereas a company that's been doing it for years usually they get comfortable right and they're like okay cool we know who we're working with and and this is what we're going to put out and everybody knows what to expect and they're comfortable it's cool but at the same time dude bluebeam is still they're still reaching right yeah. i mean you're still seeing as we, we were going to talk about a little bit here later in the episode, but you're still seeing these these other applications like, well, Rover or uh, what was the other one? Uh, Atlas. 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 Yeah. Yes, Atlas. Atlas. Um, you're seeing things like that start coming out. And you're like, man, where is where's Bluebeam going? What are they doing? Like, how is this going to impact us? And and I, I'm I'm just curious, like, to see where it goes. Right. How they carry that energy. Yeah. They, they definitely seem very agile and uh, nimble is the word agile um, where they're it's that startup vibe where they're they're they feel like they can react more easily. They can mm-hmm. uh, tailor like they're still searching for users, even though I have a remarkable user base. There's sorry, I'm trying to get my, my no, dude, here. it's all good. I'm, I'm enjoying watching your uh, 
your growler go into Halo and then go back out and go into Halo and go back out. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I guess before we get started, man, let's uh let's talk about our backgrounds. You know, uh, you and I switched. We switched from using <laughs> Skype. Now that we're official, we're using uh, Microsoft Teams. Yep, yep. Um, it's such a better platform for what we do, sending invites. It's more professional. Uh, so professional that I get to have Halo behind me. Uh, happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've got a lab going on there, man. And yeah. uh, you named some of your robots earlier. Oh, I think it was Bradley the BIM bot back there. Yeah. Uh, coming at you live from the Brewing with BIM lab. <laughs> nice, Bradley nice. and Bob over here. Bradley and Bob. Bob's the big one, right? <laughs> yeah, Bob's the big one. <laughs> Bob, you big lug. Uh, cool, cool, man. Well, um, getting back to Bluebeam, uh, you know, and the other B, Bradley, Bob, yeah. Bim. Bluebeam <laughs> uh, Blue 20. Um, you know, I didn't see a lot of new features with this one, but I, there were some key elements that I thought were really cool, and I just wanted to get your opinion on some of them, you know. I guess first let's uh, let's do a quick run through. Uh, what are the, the the key features for Bluebeam 2020? Well, I mean, I would say there there's been some improvements with Studio um, in managing your projects and sessions, um, like inviting users that don't have a Studio account yet. You can still invite them and set up their permissions. Like before, when the user didn't have a Studio account, it wouldn't let you usually invite them or just it would never go through. Also, they added a reminder, so that's kind of nice. If you need to remind someone to go ahead and get into the session, because uh, sometimes they won't notice it or sometimes, you know, things fall through the cracks. And um, you can send a gentle reminder like, hey, join in this session. Um, they've also given you a little kind of menu there when you get into Studio and you'll see what sessions that you have joined and which ones you haven't joined. So any pending invites you see, um, you can click over there and then join up with it. And that's pretty nice too, honestly. Um, I also saw a big one, like I've been talking about for the last couple of years, I thought they were gonna come out with it last year, but they added it this year was uh, the custom line styles to the measurement tool. Uh, so now with your poly length tool, you can actually assign custom, create custom line styles for that and add it to it. So that's actually a pretty nice addition as well. Um, oh, actually, if we have any listeners in the uh, Australia area, um, they actually have added Studio, a Studio server for Australia. So now you'll see the UK, the US, and Australia, whereas before they were trying to kind of VPN it, they were, well, shooting off to another server and pulling it back, and it was just not a good situation. So they've given a dedicated server in Australia, so that's that's actually a nice uh, addition there. Oh, our Aussie friends and our Kiwis are probably uh, Kiwi fans are uh, probably happy about that one. Oh yeah, I, I I think so. I would think so. Um, another one I saw was they added leaders to the um, to the text box. So you can add a leader to text box to any markup pretty much now. Well, not any, but some of your text box like your notes, um, the callouts. You can add more of them, and also they detach that anchor point. It used to be like on the left side. Now if you move it around, it'll snap all the way around. So that's that's a nice feature as well. Um, it's kind of CAD-like in the way that it works then, because mm -hmm. CAD, we can snap all our leaders all around. We can edit it, do all kinds of stuff, but all right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I gotta get into, you know, style templates, all that fun stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, well, the nice thing about that is you can create your templates with Bluebeam. 
mean, you create some of those tools, how they form, how they look, what their subject is, you know, all that kind of information, and then just store it right in your tool chest and creating a Bluebeam template in that, in that sense. Um, oh yeah, the filter list. So with your markups list, you can actually create custom filters now. So before you'd always click on the filter icon and then you'd go ahead and click on the column like the header and you'd kind of build your, your filters off of your columns like that. But with the filter list, it's actually they move the filter to the right side of like the search bar. Um, you'll see that you can create your custom filters there and then save it. So you can actually use that custom filter moving forward. It's not like you're just, you have to go through, click your subject, pick this one, click the status or color, what have you. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, as you're going through building your filter, now you can just build it and save it like a configuration. And then you can pull it into any other PDF. So that's gonna save you some time there as well. Um, oh. And for anyone that's actually getting new into Bluebeam Review 20, um, or if you, you're, you're, let's say, somewhat, you know, set into it, they, they have a new um, find tools and commands under the help uh, tab, uh, the menu bar at the top. You click on that, they'll help you find different commands and uh, tools inside of Bluebeam Review. They're trying to kind of make it easier to navigate through it. Um, and also, of course, with all the Bluebeam review tutorials and everything like that that are under the help, um, they, they try to get their users to navigate or give them a good foothold, I guess, a starting point into Bluebeam review to kind of learn it, right, and, and kind of navigate through it. And that's really, I mean, honestly, what Bluebeam has done well in previous years of review. I mean, users would get into it and they felt comfortable with it. Then you start seeing now people talk about it's kind of intimidating, right? And I actually, when I go through my demos a lot of times, I'll let people know like, hey, let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit. If it's intimidating when you get into it, let's create this profile. Let's start standardizing this configuration for a deployment, right? Any new users that we have getting into review, let's go ahead and send them this getting started profile, anything like that to take it down a notch, right? And yeah. kind of break it down to the basics. And I think that's very, uh, very important when you're getting into a new program or even just getting reintroduced to the program, go at a slower pace, right? Um, less buttons sometimes are better. Make it make it to where they can do their, their job, right? At least just the minimum, the bare minimum. And at that point, cool, let them kind of figure it out after they go through that crawl phase, let them walk a little bit and then run into it, send them the advanced profile, send them the big tool sets and things like that. I think the UI change in 2019 definitely... Um, you mean 2018? 2018, yeah. yeah, sorry. Definitely... Uh, well, that uh, threw a lot of people off. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, adamant that I wanted to keep using uh, 2017. Like, I it was like adamant. I was like, I am not using this. I... Give yep. me the old version back. I just, I don't want to do this. And yep. for a while there, I did it. And then I kept getting, you know, I got a new computer, forced that one back. And then with this computer, uh, well, this computer, my other computer is underneath this one. My work computer is, but my yep. work computer, um, that's what I did. I was like, all right, I guess I'll just jump to 2019 now. Yep. And I'm not using it like everybody else's. You know, I don't, I don't have to do anything. I'm not the expert. That's you, dude. I, <laughs> I, uh, I stopped supporting it years ago, uh, but um, it, it just changed so drastically. And even 
even I, I mean, not that I'm hot shit or anything, but I got overwhelmed with the 20, yeah. 2018 change. Um, so now I can see like somebody coming in from scratch and not ever seeing is like probably gonna be like, oh my gosh, like, well, this could be a bit much. You know what's funny is I I felt that that same way at first when the switch happened to 2017 to 2018. Oh, so I'm not until, alone. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely not alone. I th- I think that feeling was 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 shared yeah. by by the masses, yeah. at least by a vast majority. But the thing is the thing is now I don't think I want to go back. Now that I'm back, now that I'm in 2019, yeah. I don't want to go back and use 2017, right? And then another thought process process that I've had kind of as I've been teaching classes and doing implementation and consulting for Bluebeam, um, I've realized that the drop downs are really more comfortable for everyone. It was the dynamic or the, the the changing menu of 17 that people had gotten used to, you know, the bright colors and the big icons. And, you know, when you click here, you know, that brings this up. Yeah. But Dude, as part of the training, that was a whole part of the training to understand what this button would do and what all the menus are going to change to and how this is going to change every single time. And now it's, hey, if you need to place markups, you go to tools. And yeah. most of the time you're going to look at tools anyways because you're like, what, what's under my tools here? What are the tools for the software? So in my mind, they've made it kind of easier to navigate it right they're not hiding things behind the panels the menu bar up top is very easily identifiable kind of navigatable um and i i think at this point like somebody new getting into it they're going to feel a little bit more comfortable if they've used something like excel or word or anything like that yeah that have that that same style of drop down so um in that sense, I'm glad they did it. I am. I'm, and yeah. I'm, I'm curious well, to see what happens moving forward. Well, again, there's two ways to run your Word and Excel as, as well. So you could have the drop downs or you could have a pinned bar, oh, essentially. Those, yeah, those toolbars. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually leave mine pinned, man. <laughs> <But> <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Um, but but with uh, the the change, um, it, uh, you know, I'm with you. Like I wouldn't go back because I like it now. With that said, I'd spend all my time in document, edit PDF, add signature. That's I'm not doing anything, man. Um, but uh, you know, once in a while, I'll calibrate a drawing or something like that, or I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing too much. You bring it into the data collector, whatever, figure it out. Yeah. Um, or you know, bring it back into CAD, whatever. But uh, uh yeah now that now that it's i've come around on it i have it's 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 uh it had to win me over i had to get used to it i needed to build up some level of comfort with it i'm seeing something new before the old way was like this big you know it's kind of kludgy but it's this like you know set up for like it to be idiot proof you know looking uh toolbar centuries like i know what all these buttons do yeah yep but yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting process getting new, into any new software. There's always a learning curve. And when you can try to ease that, and especially when you're providing the tutorials and things like that in the software itself, yeah. right? If you can provide it and make it accessible in the software, they don't even have to leave Bluebeam to go on the internet, yeah. right? All these videos come up as like clickable PDFs and they can click in the videos and kind of watch it. And it's all right there, and they kind of close out of it, navigate from there. I think it just makes it very user-friendly. 
I will say Bluebeam has done a phenomenal job with their tutorials. So back before they had the certified instructor program, back before any, anybody was doing any trainings in Bluebeam, um, I learned Bluebeam from freaking the internet. Like yeah. so Bluebeam's webpage where they had all the tutorial videos and then they had the, what was it called? Brain shark or whatever that the oh, resource yeah. would go through. Yeah. Like that's how I learned. And then I started putting it through its paces and doing stuff. And that's how I supported it. Like, I don't know, seven years ago before we had the bright minds of Paul Stuva and yourself. And yeah. Dude, Ginny I'm so jealous of the old days of Bluebeam, though. Uh, I have seen the rally events. They used to rent rally yeah, yeah. cars. Uh, several of our, our employees went. Yeah, Tanya went. I, I was like, what, Tanya? She's like, yeah, I got the certificate. It was an awesome day. Went out and we were like racing through these this dirt tracks. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would be like a dream come true. Let's do it. I think Jesse, Ian, and Jake went as well. Yeah. And maybe an old sales rep, uh, Brian, that no longer works there. I think they all okay. went. Um, because we have been, uh, our our employer had been a, a employer before we were purchased. I don't, I don't know, acquired, yeah, whatever. whatever. Anyways, uh, our company, um, we were platinum uh, Bluebeam partners from like the get-go, man. Autodesk at AU made the introduction, and then it just took off like in the mm-hmm. Northwest like hotcakes um and our you know our sales team our support team we you know everybody was doing phenomenal jobs uh bluebeam was like look you guys are crushing it like you guys come on bring your people we've got these rally cars you guys can come drive them yeah fun like professional rally cars like oh crap now me i was on the support side of the time i was like i want to go (laughs) yeah right yeah i want to do it let's go but now we have we sponsor the company that we work for sponsors a professional race car. Oh yeah, uh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's like, can I drive that? <laughs> yeah, right. Heck yeah. Can we can we have a practice day, please? Yeah. Man, I was trying to see if I have a koozie down here, and it turns out I have a koozie, but it's for bottles. Left my other one upstairs. Rats. Well, uh, it just means you need to uh, drink faster. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Um, no, nah, dude, I got this awesome koozie from the, the people over at Struction Site. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I got to bring this on to one of the episodes and show it off. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's a very cool app. Very cool we're, app. We're, we're we kind of off topic swag. of Bluebeam. But yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm always a sucker for swag. Are you kidding me? If you give me any type of swag, I'm on it. This dude gave me a, what was it? A, oh, gosh. I keep wanting to say Rumbix, but I don't know if that was it. Um, that does not sound right, right? Don't quote me on statistics here, but. <laughs> um, what is it? What does it do? It was Rumbix. Yeah, it is Rumbix. Sweet. All right. Um, Rumbix actually allowed you to control, like, uh, actual track, time cards, um, materials. Um, oh, the company's call called Rumbix. Yeah, I thought the company's called they gave you was called Rumbix. No, like, so. The Rumbix? No, 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 no. What they gave me was a, uh, uh, I don't have it on here anymore because I ripped it. It was a awesome rubber um, case for my Air, my AirPods. And I was like, oh, sweet. You got a you got a case for my AirPods? He's like, yeah, dude. And they gave me socks. I was like, yes. Oh, you dude, give me socks, some dress man. socks, right? Never. It's so funny how we make that change going from kids to adults. Right now, if you give me a pair of dress socks with like some Santas or some chilies on it, some, this one had like a measuring tape on it, I am sold. <laughs> I will I will take some socks. <laughs> give me a witty t-shirt. 
uh, a magnet or yeah. a, a beer bottle opener. Even yeah. though I've got endless amounts of beer bottle openers, I'm that's that's it, man. I'm good. Right. It's like a koozie. I have I have a drawer that's pretty much uh, the back half of it is dedicated to koozies. So, so for me, koozies are like uh, recyclable um, grocery bags. I never remember them when I need them. <laughs> so like I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, oh yeah, oh damn it, I, those are still in the car. I left that those grocery bags in the car. Same things with koozies. I'm outside, I'm like, man, my beer is getting warm. I'm like, no, a koozie would have been smart. Like, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only guy that but, does that. You know what though? Uh, uh, so I think it was a girl. Uh, I think her name was Kaylee. Uh, said this to me. I must have been like. I was of legal drinking age. I'll just, I wasn't, but I'll say it was. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, she, you know, we were talking about beers getting warm and she goes, uh, uh, you, uh, you, how you doing with that second job over there? I was like, second job. What were you talking about? She goes, your babysitting that beer pretty good. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so uh, I guess that, that's just a sign, you know, if your beer's getting, getting warm too fast, you know, suck it up, man. Drink it up faster. Get it, buttercup. Let's need, go. You don't need a koozie. You just got to drink quicker. <laughs> oh. uh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad I'm not the only person that does that, though. I show up often to Fred Meyer, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm paying for bags today because I left mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. In uh Portland, you have to pay for bags, right? Oh, dude. Yeah, and Sandy, I pay like five or ten cents a bag, man. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I don't want your bags. You, you used to not charge me for plastic bags. Now I get charged five to ten cents a bag. What is this? Yeah. So Aldi's, uh, every now and then, there's an Aldi's close to us. We'll go there, pick up some dry goods. And Aldi's is the one place I remember to bring um, my grocery bags, but I never have a quarter for yep. the damn freaking to get the cart out of the uh, because they you have to in order to get the shopping cart out you have to put a oh, quarter yeah. in. Yep, yep. That's, I used to, dude. I used to, I used to be so cool with that stuff. I'd try to figure out how to wrap it around the back and then push it in. Too so short. Quarter back out. Too short. Not all the time. Not yeah. all the time. You'd find random occasional carts that would do it. I felt like such a winner when that would happen. I was like, yes. Got to <laughs> rig up a little piece of metal that you can just pop in there and <laughs> make it go or something, man. Yeah. I don't know, man, but uh, or a little court fake quarter, yeah. but it, it's to stop people from um, leaving the carts, the carts out. Yeah. No, not to stealing them, oh, just leaving, leaving them out. In the, them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. way they don't have to pay for somebody to do cart return. Yeah. Um, COVID's been pretty awesome in this regard. Is you know, got to take the little wins when you can, right? Like, yes, yeah. little win. Uh, you know, they're sanitizing the carts and just handing them to people, so there's no 25% deposit on your shopping cart. <laughs> One, I won today. Nice. That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. That said, I haven't been inside of a grocery store in quite some time. We do the uh, grocery yeah. pickup, just uh, yeah. park, pull up, let them load up, and get out of there. Dude, I think uh, I think I've made my decision. What's that? Strawberry saison. There you saison. go, man. There I think you go. that's gonna be what I make. I found a recipe here. I think I'm liking what it looks like. And uh, we're gonna get some hood strawberries and see how this goes. Cool, cool, man. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. about uh, whew, probably two to three weeks out on my next 
brew because it's, it's oh, I'll an all-day process. I'll be at least a couple weeks out, two yeah. to three weeks, because I got to buy a new brew pot and I got to buy um, that wart chiller. So I'll probably go to Home Depot and pick up. What, what did you? It was a cooler, right? Yeah. So uh, there's a link. Oh, you're talking about the the, the chiller itself. The chiller, yeah. Yeah, the no, chiller I'm talking itself. About what you got? It was the uh, refrigerator coil, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just the refrigerator coil. Yeah. Uh, there's a link on on my on the uh, write up I did. Yeah. Tell, it takes you directly to the the component on on uh, HomeDepot.com. I think it's like 15 bucks or something like that. All it has right. the, the yeah. tubing. I I I put it in there. I priced it out. I gave everybody all the information they need. Get it. It'll uh, yeah. it'll save you. It's a, it's a great 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 way to do it. All right. Uh, but I've got to check out to figure out how to recycle the water though. That that sounds like an interesting one. Well, you've got to clean everything at the end, right? So if you have like so I when I moved here, uh, mm-hmm. we packed everything in um, instead of using yeah, totes in totes yeah. instead of using cardboard boxes cuz what am I going to do with a million cardboard boxes later? So um, we just use totes and you know, got like 100 totes stacked up that I'm just, you know, for whatever, if I ever move again, yeah. need them for random things. I use them to shuttle tools up to my house. Like, so mm-hmm. I've got all my tools down in my garage. I need to go upstairs to remodel stuff. I yeah. <laughs> fill up a tote full of tools and bring it upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, I grab an extra tote. I, uh, you know, sanitize it. I you know, throw some yeah, uh, star, star sand, sand in there. In there. Yeah, yeah. One step, star sand, whatever you're using. Uh, but anyways dump that water back in the, uh, the, the, the water as it comes out back into the tote, man. And then, uh, use that for your cleanup process at the end. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. And okay. usually, um, usually by then, so I've already got, uh, both coolers empty. Um, right. So I've got, so when, when you're brewing, you've got your brew kettle. Yeah. Uh, I moved to my mash tun, my mash tun sets. I'm, you know, uh, I'm doing all this stuff, and then I've got another cooler above it. I'm sparging from that cooler to to the mash tun. Yeah. While I'm slowly draining from the mash tun back to the pot. Okay. Um. So you know, as that one sparges, gets back down. By at the end of all of it's done, I've got my my uh, boil kettle yeah. back full back up in my wart, and that's when we're gonna you know uh, get it back on boil and. Okay. Uh, start adding hops and all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So as we're doing that part, both of my, uh, coolers that I bought that I've, you know, rigged up with spigots on them and all that stuff are empty at this point. Uh, one's kind of gross because it's got the, um, you know, the, the mash recipe. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one's just got a hot, it's just a hot liquid tank. So it's just hot water. So I leave, I put the hot liquid one away but then I use the some of the leftover star sand. Uh, well, actually, I don't put the hot liquid one away. The hot liquid one at the end is the one that I'm filling up with cold water and ice. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to use at the end of my cooling period. So at first I'll use just regular garden hose water to cool it. But then I'll switch to the cold water uh, when I want it to at the end where it's starting to cool really slowly and yeah, it'll yeah. help rapidly cool it. So but when this is all done, though, I've got the... I've, or while it's still going, I still have that one nasty mash residue cooler um, that I've got. So what I do is I use that and I fill that with star sand as well, or one step. So I'm letting that one soak, mm-hmm. 
you know, making it easier for me to clean later. But I also have that tub full of star sand as well, uh, you know, because I've got so much water left over at the end. I've got like you yeah. know, 30 yeah. gallons. So I'm filling up this tote, I'm filling up this cooler, and I still have some left over, but I don't have as much draining off in the side, and I'm using it for cleaning and all that stuff. So, man, it just makes life a lot easier. I don't, yeah. you know, just get it over and done with. And then at the end, I try to recycle the water from that tote to clean my uh, my kettle. So, okay. I don't know, man, trying, trying to not waste as much water. Not that yeah. it's a big deal. I'm not in California facing wildfires. Oh, but still, man, I mean, yeah. You want to you want to help save some save some water. I mean, you don't want your water bill to be that ridiculous. Yeah, not that it would be. It'd probably go up like what three bucks or something. Not a big deal, in grand scheme of things. But yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna get back to that uh, again. I've got okay. a, I'm at the end of this first keg. I want to dry hop. Um, so next week it's probably a good week for me to uh, actually get some some beer. Actually buy some beer. Yeah, uh, change it up. I don't know. I might, I might just cheap it up and do some Corona or something, man. Like I need, <laughs> yeah, I need something a little lighter on the taste buds now. Um, but you know, I'm almost done with this kitchen project. So when I'm done with that kitchen project, that's when I'll start tackling the the brew day. I've got so many nice. projects, man. They're just never ending. Like oh, just, dude, I, I know, I know. I, it's funny. Adrian and I sat down the other night, and uh, my whole family's coming out here for Thanksgiving. So oh my wow. Mom, her, my mom, my stepdad, my brother, and my sister, and then my other sister, her husband, and their five kids or six kids. Your so house ain't that big, man. Where are these people staying? We're going to have to find some room, bro. I tell oh, you man. what. Dude, man. The, the projects have been, you know, little things at first that I needed to get done. Um, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get this done. Let's get that done. And my list, uh, as, as we get closer to november just i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna paint the ceilings i'm gonna do this i gotta do that so do you remember remember downstairs right where we moved ivory into her bedroom down there and then we had that little area for a playroom we cleared that out you know i turned it into partially my my office and uh adrian has her sewing stuff down here and uh, a few things here and there well we're sitting on the couch the other night talking about it like man you know it'd be really nice is if we could take down that wall downstairs and make that like a whole bedroom you know the downstairs basement put a wood burner down here and put a door well, you, up you already have like a like a, a chimney or something built in right yep yep there's already a chimney right up above there's an actual um vent pipe right here so i've already bought the wood burner i just need to vent it in and um we've been talking about it i'm like oh i'm here Oh, okay. Yeah, my change. Sorry. <laughs> the teams went, um, teams ended up changing, but um, I was thinking like, man, I'll knock down this wall and put a, put a little wall up across my hallway here as a door, knock out the little closet because it's under the stairs has a doorway that goes in across our hallway there. And then you walk in and there's a, a closet inside of there. I'm like, I'll just close off that door and open up that wall here and make the closet face in you know essentially so it counts for the bedroom yeah exactly i have two windows one on the front one on the back you have a master bath here and if i want to i can actually take out the the laundry room and maybe turn the there's a whole i wouldn't take out the laundry room man well Well, i know you wanted to move it to the garage well, either yeah. either moving it to the garage or literally just turning them around and not maybe make not as not making as big of a bedroom but actually walling off where the because we have our 
our laundry in the downstairs basement here. And I'm like, maybe I'll just turn them around. So use the same wall to drain it into and get power from and everything like that. But now that I take those appliances out of the bathroom, it gives me so much more room. And if I literally just make a four foot space, right, make, take four foot out of this room here, this bedroom, and then just make it a laundry room, like that's, it's a big enough laundry room and that's a huge bedroom. Yeah. And at that point I could even put a tub in that bathroom, you know, anything I want. Now I'm going to honestly tell you, I do not want to cut concrete and smash that foundation and do all of that work again. I am not for going into this, going down into the subsurface and, and trying to cut new pipes and all that kind of stuff. That was a, that was an interesting project that I've realized I am just, I'm not the guy for that job. <laughs> I mean, I did it. I'm not going to lie. I did it and it works, but I don't want to do that again. Yeah. That, that concrete saw kicked my ass. That thing was interesting. Then that, of course, breaking up the sled, the slap with the sledgehammer and I'm pulling little pieces out like, oh, this is, this is great. This is great. We're getting there. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I don't envy you. This is actually uh, this house here that we're in is is one that I I would run into that same thing because it's slab. My last house yeah. was beautiful. It was pier and beam. Oh, so yeah. so all I did was go into the crawl space, run some yeah. new run some new <laughs> piping, and call it good, man. Yeah, oh, dude. some pecs up here. I'm good. <laughs> oh, drag this over to the main line. Yeah. The, I think we had like three and a half inch stack or something. Pump it in right there and call it good, there man. Go. Yeah. yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, here I'm not adding any damn bathroom. Screw that, dude. I've got three here, so I'm not worried about it. But <laughs> there you uh, go. When yeah. we bought our house in Oregon, man, we had uh, it was technically two bedrooms, one bathroom, and it had a converted garage, but they couldn't call it a bedroom because um, the furnace and the water heater both vented into that room yeah um so by like code or definition like they needed to have their own separate space so like i built all these walls and i tore down some other walls moved the hallway around but i was in the same boat where you were where i wanted to change the way my um laundry room laid out so what we did is we pulled everything forward and to one part of the house because we had this we were in the opposite but we had a ginormous laundry room but no bathroom uh, no, no, no master bathroom. We had one bathroom for the whole house. So when we ended up converting it to a four bedroom by um, building walls in the converted garage and then blowing out the wall to make it have like a long hallway going all the way through the house. Mm -hmm. um, we need, you know, four bedrooms, one bathroom. That house isn't going to sell, right? Yeah. So uh, to add a second bathroom, what we did is we tore into that laundry room, which was like you know, 12 foot long, 10 foot long, you know, four, uh, probably five foot wide, four or five, five feet wide. And uh, we just pulled it back and we did stack of wash and dryer, pulled them this way. And then we built a bathroom off the top of it, but we had pier and beam. So it was, it was cake work, man. Like it yeah. took me, you know, two months worth of weekends to get it done. But uh, you know, yeah, if you have a nice enough crawl space or if you have a deep enough crawl space, man, running new pipe is, is pretty easy. Drilling yeah. through the subfloor and stuff, I'm, I'm down. But uh, breaking up concrete, that's a hard one. Yeah, that's not something I'm interested in. Uh, so my office is downstairs in the basement. The, there's no bathrooms on the, on the basement floor. 
Um, I've got one on the first floor and two on the second floor. So my wife was like, well, why don't you do a Pittsburgh potty? You, you're familiar with Pittsburgh potty, right? No. It's a it's a term for having a, ba- a bathroom in your basement with no walls around. It. It's just a toilet in the middle of the room. <laughs> Uh, no I was like, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no thank you. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> got a closet right behind me, and uh, we're using it as like a second pantry plus, yeah. you know, extra storage and stuff. But it's like, what's, that's actually like a perfect size for a bathroom. And I've got plumbing right there because there's a washer and dryer. There's a, yeah. a huge drain. There's um, uh, a laundry sink. There's all that stuff. It's all right there. And I actually yeah. have a water line above love me running oh. to the refrigerator and the sink water line to the kitchen sinks right over here too yep. running up so i have all these this little water lines and stuff and i was like oh i should do that that's fine and uh just i'm like oh that's concrete now nah, i'm good no, <laughs> so at that point what you got to do is you gotta you gotta go with it but you gotta build a throne so you gotta put your throne on a throne and you gotta build like maybe a pedestal or two so you could kind of walk up to it and then you know have, have a built-in scepter and pulling the scepter <laughs> forward is actually how it flushes yes yes love, love man <laughs> If you, well, you know, the, the way I figured it, too, is if you could get it up on a pedestal, man, at least that point you can get your slope and then down into your drain line and cover it all up so you don't have to bust through the concrete. Yeah, that's true, man. That's actually not a bad thing to think, but I don't really care. <laughs> it's either that or get one of those. Uh, I may be God, fat, but I'm not. M. I, I'm, um, I may be fat, but I'm not lazy. I can walk up this. <laughs> <laughs> what is it 14 steps to the bathroom that's right here call it good oh yeah yep yep oh the comforts of our home yep yep dude when i so before i added a second bathroom at our house in oregon i um remodeled the original bath because there was this mold smell and i was like oh no problem i'll just throw up some you know new tile call it good turns out the mold was in the in the framing the mold was yeah in the drywall behind it it was everything so it was a complete good job so it ended up taking forever um that bathroom even though i was super motivated because it was our only bathroom and you know we were uh you know staying in hotels and doing all kinds of stuff done dude i'd be out there working like man i gotta pee i'm peeing in a bucket damn it like i'm i'm (laughs) like so creature comforts man if i didn't you know yep if, if I got to walk up, you know, 14 steps to go pee, I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 You'll be all right. Oh, so let's, let's bring it back full circle. Oh, yeah. Quick, yeah, yeah with, this is a <laughs> another guys. tangent that we go uh, on here. Movie, y'all. Uh, no, movie, uh, y'all. Yeah. So I will tell you, so there are, there have been a few more fixes that I want to kind of briefly talk about for the 20 version, um, printing from Revit, recognizing your, uh, your rooms as spaces uh they've they've done a little bit of tweaking on that you're also going to see that uh man i had some issues when i would print from revit to bluebeam review and what it would do is it would rotate some of my pages and i i mean it's not a big deal i just go into my thumbnails you know select them right click and rotate it but it would do it every time and it's kind of annoying takes me a few extra clicks so they've they've actually worked on that um uh that issue the usernames over 50 characters if you had a username over 50 characters for studio they wouldn't let you have an account now they've they've kind of dropped that restriction and just a few things different like that like uh 
your snapshot should be working correctly with your pages um, with legends. Your radius node can be moved for lines that have been converted to an arc. Um, oh, they've brought back the incremental degrees for snapping when you rotate your markups, different things like that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get back into it. Like, ah, oh, blue beams. And I'm like, ah, oh, we went off on such long tangents. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how we got there or where we were going with it, but, uh, I feel like if we were to ramble for forever, but so I haven't installed blue beam 20 yet. Uh, I've just been chatting with people about it. I, and, I, uh, one of the things that came up was, uh, better permissioning, uh, with studio. And I was just wanted to look that up and verify what that was about. Uh, well, I know there was one um, in terms of uh, assigning users permissions that don't have a studio account yet. And then studio admins can invite and assign permissions to users. Um, and of course, send reminders to invitees who have yet to join a session or project. Um, let's see what else is there. I know they've done some improvement with groups in studio. Um, for those of you who add your large groups to your user access list, it's going to be accessible now. So it should work properly in, in that term. And then if you guys are utilizing groups in your Bluebeam Review Studio accounts, um, I will tell you that one big thing that we've noticed is those are kind of tied to the user account, right? Um, and, and I've learned this from a few different people who have learned this from experience. Um, if the person who creates the project is they, they are the administrator, right? And if they have group kind of groups, uh, uh, and, and permissions assigned to their groups in that account, those will actually override anyone else in terms of, if I make a, let's see, I bring in another type of project administrator, right? And I assign them full control to user access and everything like that when they go to create their groups and they assign their permissions, whoever created the original project, the administrator of that project, their permissions will trump. That's just hmm. one of the things that happened. Now at this point, I would try to go ahead with 20 and see if, um, if that has transitioned properly to where we can adjust it. But I would say that, that the big note there is that, it is tied to that user's account because not every user is going to have the same group, right? Um, now, in the, in that sense, though, if you have a standardized list of, of, let's say, collaborators that you work with that you can standardize or put into list of groups that makes sense for your entire company, at that point when you're assigning these permissions, it will be, um, uh, I don't want to say revolving, right? Because it's not really going for full circle, but it is at the same time in the sense that everything should match. If I'm I'm going to go ahead and assign this permission to this group, if I've already got that from somebody else or somebody else has already created that, it's not going to have overlap because we have the same group, right? At, at that point, you should be good. But it also takes that uh, communication, right? Communication of, of who's in those groups what groups you have and what permissions to assign things like that. All right. So it sounds like there's some new functionality with it. Um, are we going to see the big UI change that we saw? Like we started talking about this earlier with uh, I 2018. I hope not. Let's not yeah. do that again. I mean, I think I'm cool with the 2018, 2019. I mean, honestly, I, I was feeling better with 2019 than 2018. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously we had a lot of bugs with 2018. Yeah. Uh, that was it. Not an awesome year for Blue Beam up until about 2018.6, I think it was. Um, at that point, we we had a pretty good, um, consistent like program. And 2019 has been good. 2020, well, 20 at this point. Um, even though I've just, I, I mean, I'm 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 still drinking the Kool Aid at this point, right? I just downloaded and I'm checking it out. I'm like, all right, all the rendering's good. Um, if I bring in images and and I'm moving around and I have my 360 degree or when I render it with my Skia engine, I notice my image stays. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. All right, cool. We're gonna make sure that everything is 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 copacetic with 20. But as of right now, I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool and I do think that that some of these improvements are are nice. Now, a lot of people are going to ask, is it worth the upgrade? If you have maintenance, yes. Like, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, if you have maintenance, yes. If you're paying from this upgrade, where are you coming from? Are you coming from 2017? Are you coming from 2015? You know, kind of what are you looking at there? And at that point, I mean, it's a comparison, right? What what features are important to you, and are you ready to take that jump, uh, that to that little learning curve? Even though I'm I'm going to tell you guys that with with the newer versions, the tutorials are great. They can walk you through a lot of stuff. You'll notice the symbols are the same, the colors may be different, the interface itself may be a little different, but you'll still find some comfort in knowing that a lot of Bluebeam review is still the same. Okay? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like like I said, we're going to get a lot of those questions. Should we go? I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I think that there are some good feature improvements here. I don't think it's anything huge. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's, it is very cool. And, and they've made some improvements that I think are worthwhile. And, and I think it does go towards bettering their software as a whole, right? But it's not generative design, you know, it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess. Yet. <laughs> damn it. Where's Dynamo and Bluebeam? They set up some scripts for Read my PDF. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the code compliance. Oh, there you go, man. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there's, I guess there's a little pros and cons to both of it. So with, with Autodesk, uh, CAD software in general, um, not upgrading could mean that you can't work because of version version issues, yep. right? Yep, yep. Bluebeam is not like that. A PDF is a PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty cool. You uh, took a drink backwards and your drink disappeared. So you were just like. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, I, wish, I wish this thing over here was bubbling. That would be cool. Like a Oh, that would be pretty cool, man. Lava right? lamp. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mad scientist. Every now and then <laughs> pop up with some mad scientists here, like uh, Beekman's World or something. Yeah, but really, we need it to look like brewing beer over here. That's what we need. We need oh, yeah, yeah. Brewing. It's, it's cooking over there, fermenting. So, so I, I don't, I'm not familiar. I mean, we use Teams every day. I just, uh, I haven't played with the background so much. I'm wondering if you can upload your own images. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah, because uh, I think there was oh, add, add new. Yeah, add, add new. Add All right, maybe we'll, we'll save this one, doctor it, and, uh, Make that, you know, an amber color or something and fill it with IPAs. There IPA. you go. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> fill it up with IPAs. There you go, man. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like getting back to Bluebeam, though, um, 
you know, you're saying that maybe there there isn't a lot in this release. But that said, there are a lot of cool things coming from Bluebeam that we've got a beta test or we just got, you know, some insight on over the years. And and so uh, Bluebeam, for you guys that don't know, Bluebeam was acquired by a company called Nemechek. Nemechek makes like Archicad. Is it Archicad? Archicad? I always say it wrong. It's Archicad. I don't know, man. I, I'm not, <laughs> it's not big I, I think it's Archicad. I know I, three I, companies I, that use it in the U.S. That's it. Just three. Yeah. Um, you know, that said, like they make a lot of other stuff too, yep. but Actually, uh, I'm wearing uh, one of the shirts today. It's funny, but I'm wearing a Vectorworks shirt today that I got from. Oh yeah. Yeah. The guy, the guy that, that, that lives and breathes Autodesk products is wearing a Vectorworks shirt. <laughs> I know, dude. It's so funny. Hey man, I, 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 I ironic, I'm a sucker man. for swag. I am a oh, sucker yeah. for swag. If you come up to me with a shirt that says eat, sleep, design, repeat, I'm going to be like, yeah. Do you have it yeah. my size? <laughs> I mean, I could lose some weight, I guess. Or yeah, I know, a bigger right. shirt. Just means I got to eat more hoes. I'm good. Just, uh, you got to work on sucking it in. I get more medium. <sighs> my wife will buy me some like awesome beer short beer shirts, but she buys them a size too small. Maybe she's trying to motivate me to drop them. <laughs> First thing I'll do is I'll put it on and then I'll put my arms in there and do like a little stretch, stretch like this. Out a little like, bit. All right. <laughs> It's now. I can wear this on uh, tonight's podcast. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Uh, I went through this phase where, you know, I lost all that weight, man. And I, I mean, I've gained, I've gained about 10 pounds of it back. And I'm sitting here like, man, I, I go back to my closet, right? And I hit this phase and it, Adrian still gives me shit about it because I have these shirts in my, in my closet where I hit this medium phase. I could just fit into medium shirts and you bet your ass. I bought like five or six medium shirts and I'm like, yes, I can wear medium. And right now my ass does not fit in those medium shirts. I, I go to put them on and Adrian's like, babe, you're, you're not a medium right now. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Give it a few months. You'll get back there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, man. Oh, man. I make the mistake every time I drop some weight is uh, I uh, immediately throw away my 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 big clothes. I'm like, I'm not going back, damn it. I'm not going back, yeah. I yep. lose like 40 pounds every three years, like clockwork, man. I just drop 40 yeah. pounds, uh, keep it off for a year, and then I put it right back on. <laughs> so before COVID hit, I was doing jiu-jitsu nonstop, man. I was in the yep. gym. I was in like a regular gym. Still get uh, those emails. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the regular gym like uh, you know, six times a week, seven times a week. Um, hitting the treadmill, hitting some weights, doing the the hit classes, doing all kinds of stuff. On top of that, I was doing probably five, uh, three to five jujitsu uh, trainings plus open roll yeah. uh, every week. Like just. I was loving it, man. Living my best life. Dude, I lost like 38 pounds, something like that, man, in like no time. Just freaking, it was off. Like yeah. just having fun working out within a few months. COVID hits, you know, all right, I'm not doing jujitsu. I'm like watching YouTube videos, rolling around, like doing stupid stuff. Same. It is not the same. After like a week of that, I gave up. Yeah. Started walking around my neighborhood, doing simple stuff. Uh, nothing, nothing, you know. And then uh, all of a sudden I noticed, man, I looked down at the scale. I'm at like 28 pounds back on. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit. Screw yeah, the COVID-19. This is COVID-28. Damn it. All right. <laughs> this shit high gear. Yeah. Drop some pounds. Yeah, dude. I've been thinking about it lately, too. You know, my uh, I've been going to physical therapy because I messed my back up again. And 
I'm like, all right, man, you know what? It's time. Like, let's go to physical therapy and see what these people have to say. Let's try and really get back to where I need to be, get a, build a good foundation and, and, you know, kind of go from there. And, uh, she's, you know, today they kind of, they kind of went through different, I don't know, different exercises with me. And I've been going through different, um, things. I go see them twice a week. And, um, basically they evaluate you at first, you know, and when I first went in, I shit you not, I'm limping. Like my back just killing me sharp pain down into my, 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 uh, my right leg, my left leg, my right hip, uh, just kind of going up and down my back. And usually I have numbness in my legs anyways, but they're seeing all this, you know, and we're going through different exercises. And today when I went, she's looking at me and I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I'm getting kind of back to where I, I, I kind of feel like I can start working out again. Not really a lot of pain. And she put me on this damn roller today. And she's like, we're going to make you sweat a little bit. We're going to activate this, these core muscles here, you know, and, and build back. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, this is it. I need to get back into it. <laughs> this is, you know, it, it, it's time to hit the gas pedal on it again and, and, uh, just get back into yoga, get back into stretching, you know, and, and, and kind of get back to where I felt like I was good, dude. I was walking what, twice a day doing yoga once or twice a day and, and just kind of got to that point where it was, I don't know, routine, right? And you just feel good doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, there's always something like for me, I got, I got a little buzzed and rode a dirt bike. <laughs> Those two things do not work out well together. No, I think they go perfectly, man. Yeah, right. Until you annihilate your shoulder and you're like, oh crap, that's. <laughs> drink and ride motorcycles all the time perfectly safe kids perfectly safe don't do this don't do this we are bad examples yes <laughs> but yeah dude i mean it's it's hard to you know kind of get back into things this almost stemming back to our better you better bim episode but like I, getting back I, into things dude it can be hard it's, yeah i was I was thinking about this as you were talking about yoga and stuff i'm like do you remember our first better you better bim episode where we were like Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, like, oh, yeah, we're going out for walks. We're doing exercises. We're yep. yoga by Justine on YouTube. And, <laughs> yoga well, by Adrian. Adrian, that's what it Adrian. was. Uh, man, like, all these things, like, oh, yeah, we got all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I got a power tower right here. I can do pull-ups yeah. and dips. And, I feel like Solomon. And on the other side of this wall, I've got a uh, – uh, it's one of those, like um, – it's like a bow flex, but it's not the bands. It's like got a weight stack behind it, and you can do like chest press and butterflies, and lat pull downs, all that stuff. I got one of those, and I was using them all the time. And now I'm like, eh, well, let me go hang my coat on this. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I need to get back in that that earlier mindset during uh, when COVID hit. We were we were very optimistic at the beginning of COVID. We were we were you know we said this in the last episode. Like, oh, this will last three months. Three months, I'll push through it. Yep. Um, and for a while there, I was doing it. And then, um, I don't know. I don't know when I lost it. Maybe a month in or something like that. But uh, here we are now, five, six months in. And uh, now we're like, oh, shit. Uh, maybe we need to get that same <laughs> yeah, same dude, level of enthusiasm. It's been long enough. I need to yeah. restart this back up. Let's get yeah, back yeah. into it and and figure out where it goes. Jump back on the train. Do you ever like find yourself making a, a purchase that um, 
um, kind of cements it for you. He's like, all right, I'm going to buy this and this is going to force me to do this. Like, do you ever have that mindset? Like, like it, maybe it's buyer's oh, yeah, guilt. Like if dude, you don't right do it. Now, actually, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm upset like a little bit. Adrian and I decided recently to kind of cancel our gym membership. Like we can't, can't really go. And then yeah, same here. I for going is I'm not going to wear a mask while I work out. I sweat so much already. Are you yeah. are you kidding me? I'm not going to be able to see if I'm wearing a mask. Like that thing is going to be drenched. My eyeballs are going to be burning from all the sweat in my <laughs> or salt in my sweat. And like it's a bad situation. So I'm like, all right, what are we going to do? Like I've been trying to walk around the block, take the kids out and stuff. But this whole like again working from home thing has me thinking out of the box. And I'm like, man, I really want a treadmill. I want a treadmill. A flat treadmill, actually, um, to put under my desk. <laughs> I want a walking desk is what I really want. But I'm actually right on – Adrian and I were talking about it today. I, I think I'm teetering right on that. Do I buy it? Do I wait? Do I buy it? Do I wait? Like I can walk outside. But when the weather starts turning, a treadmill is going to sound even better. Yeah. And then, you know, as I'm working, like even today – I noticed, you know, yes, I took it. I took a time away to to go to physical therapy, but as I'm going through my day working, I actually have to keep it at the front of my mind that I need to stop, step away, and stretch, or I need to do like an exercise where I get in a plank or I lay on my back, you know, just kind of stretch out my back and things like that. You have to think about that stuff, dude. You know, it's cheaper than a treadmill, right? What's that? Timer. Like you set a damn timer, like, oh, like yeah, every oh, yeah. 30 minutes, make sure you do some shit. All right. right? Oh, dude, I mean, yeah. Well, I, for me, honestly, though, it's too easy to slap off that timer. Damn like, I'm, snooze. <laughs> snooze. Get rid of that shit. No, fuck yeah. that. I, I'm doing too much right now. I don't want to stop. I'm in the middle right? of it. <laughs> but for me, I'm a hard, like, I'm a hard judge on myself. I'm a hard critic on myself. And I look at this damn elliptical in my office, and the only reason I don't use the elliptical is because my kids broke it and one side's hanging off. Otherwise, I was literally finding excuses like little time during the day to just go jump on the elliptical. You know, I'll just do five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and I'm on the elliptical, and I'm like thinking while I'm on there. And it reminds me of like being back at the office. I used to just walk around and think about things kind of like one of our coworkers does. I'm like, man, I, I like walking around. I'll go walk around the block a couple times yeah. and I'll clear my head a little bit, get some good ideas and go back. And for me, I'm like, man, if I buy a treadmill, I'm using the damn treadmill. Like that's it. I have to. What's it going to take to fix your elliptical? Oh, um, spit, grit, uh, duct tape, uh, will to do it. <laughs> will, yeah. <laughs> I should you not this nice. damn elliptical, man. I don't even. I have uh, blue painters tape all over the front of it because the knob to adjust the uh, uh, like the, the <laughs> tension on it or like the, the, the yeah. Oh gosh, what the hell do they call it? Well, it sounds like this this thing's destined for. Oh, the this thing's been falling apart, dude. I got this thing for free, like oh, yeah. here. Yeah, put it out in the front yard and yeah, this is, that's exactly what metal. it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's falling apart. It did its job. It's never really worked to tell me what I was doing. I knew I was just walking, and I'm like, cool, like this is it works. And then my kids were like doing this whole thing where one was on one leg and the other was on the other leg and going around, and then they're dancing on it, and then I think one just came completely out. Yeah. Well, 
Well, for me, I'm in the same boat uh, as far as the the reason why I brought the question up about the purchases. Like, I find myself like, oh, I need to I need to get back in shape. All right, what's going to motivate me this time? What do I need to do? So I find myself making purchases. Um, so this time I purchased a punching bag. Oh. Uh, it's like I was watching Kingdom. I was obsessed with this show. I'm like, damn, I want to throw some damn punches. If I can't go to the gym and wrestle around, I want to do something. So I yeah. bought a punching bag, and I found this one. Uh, it was unfilled. It's like 50 bucks, so you fill it with sand and old yeah. clothes and all that yeah. stuff. Pack it up yourself, which is fine, because I find even when you buy a punching bag, you're going to end up taking it apart and repacking it yourself anyways, because it comes all wonky. Yeah, but anyways, Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Even if you buy it new, um, if it's not packed right, you're going to end up taking it out and repacking it yourself anyways. Yeah. So, so um, I bought this unpacked bag, and uh, I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, like, I really don't want to, uh, I really don't want to pack it. Like I'm yeah. looking at them like, you know, some of the threads are kind of loose. I'm like, damn, I should have opted for a better one, whatever. Anyways, I messaged the seller and I'm like, all right, let me send this back. I'm not happy with the quality. You know, tell me where to ship it. Uh, give me my refund, whatever. I'll pay for shipping, whatever. He goes, tell you what, keep your money, keep the punching bag. So I have a free punch bag now. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm like, oh shit, now I got to use it. Like I can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, That's uh, exciting. yeah. So now I've got to fill this damn thing and uh yeah i'm gonna start with the punchy bag too i'm uh i need to get back in the routine things but the speed bag is is fun speed bag dude i I, uh when i was a kid i took uh, i took all kinds of martial arts when i was younger i did um uh taekwondo um kickboxing which didn't last very long and regular boxing um my first boxing match dude took my nose clean off man like hit it blood everywhere um i think i was like 12 at the time maybe yeah oh no yeah young i was early and uh i remember never forget the kid angel angel was his name yeah uh little uh hispanic kid but looked looked white as hell spoke perfect spanish too but he was like what whiter than me yeah dude uh got out there and smashed me really good man i think we were in like 45 seconds into the fight, dude. I'm like, whatever, oh, I'm done. Um, but yeah, man, I used to love, love hitting, dude. And uh, yeah. even as I got older, I loved it. Just, uh, you know, haven't, yep. haven't, hadn't had space for it uh, in years. And now I've got this man cave. Yeah. Threw dude, it up. At one point, I, I mean, I, I still feel like I miss it. Like I was, I was a level two, um, a modern combatives instructor. So in the army, I was a level two instructor and I, I did, gosh, when I was growing up, I was wrestling, boxing, jujitsu. When I got into the army, it was. Any excuse. What's that? Any excuse you could to hurt somebody. Oh, dude. Well, it was, it was some of it, I guess. Yeah. Some of it more of, uh, learning to defend myself. And I was, I, I always loved to learn. And combatives was a way for me to exercise without thinking about it. Like that was one of my biggest dislikes about running. I had to actively think about running the entire time that I'm running. If I play basketball, if I play soccer, anything like that, I am not thinking about running. I'm thinking about playing the game. I'm thinking about winning. Yeah. So, I mean, I love, and that's the thing, like I talk to my wife about this all the time. She's like, you know, why don't you just go run? Why don't you, you, you know, so do whatever you're doing? Like, I'm like, running is so damn boring. Like, 
So like we do the elliptical, I get in my own mindset. And before I know it, like I'm, I found a way to force myself to run outrun. Uh, so before we left Oregon, I was running like 10 miles every yeah. morning, like before 8 a.m. I do 10 miles, man. I'm Damn, freaking yeah. glowing, dude. It was awesome, man. I was having fun, but it was all because I, I you know, listen a lot to the JRE podcast, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, anyways, as I'm listening to this podcast, he's he's talking about how he runs up hills and how he has to get in his mindset and he's like dude it's boring as hell sometimes like if i'm like on a treadmill or something i just pretend like you know my whole family is like in danger and there's this fire and all that stuff so like this first started i guess uh the wildfires were really big in the news in uh, california so like i'm running i'm running and it's like hard to psych myself up by like mile two though I'm in the zone and I'm like thinking I'm like oh shit gotta you know you know I gotta carry my kids on my arms and yeah pick up my wife and we're running through the flames and we're like some fat like I'm like just zoned out and this is like what's running through my damn head just to keep me running before I know it I look look up and I'm at like 10.2 miles I'm like, that's my day all right <laughs> I'm gonna go to work yeah dude hell yeah that's good that's good. For me, it was always podcasts and music, man. That's what would take me away. Either that or running with someone. Ah. Although it's hard to talk. Like, I need somebody that's not going to talk to me too much. Like, they'll yeah. say something every once in a while. But if you're trying to talk to me too much when we're running, I do not want to run with you because I'm not – I have to yeah. concentrate on how I'm breathing. <laughs> so, so I like to uh, – I like running with somebody because it gives me a good pace. Like, yeah. I f- feel like no matter what, my mind is telling me – Hey, fat ass, keep up with that guy yep. or beat that guy. <laughs> you yeah, know, better yeah. Um, but but with music and podcasts, I, I feel it feels kind of shitty because I feel like I'm going at their cadence. Yeah. Not at, not setting my own cadence and music. You, can, you know, as long as you tailor your pot, your, your playlist and all that stuff, it's easy to to get in the zone. But every now and then you get those damn commercials that pop up and it's like. No, yeah, like, throw you out completely. Like, damn, damn right, you, Pandora. Yeah, screwed me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, dude, we kind of did this whole 180 again, yeah, getting we back did. into oh, fitness. Going to back, you know, yesterday's episode. This would have been a, or not yesterday, last week's episode. This has been a good conversation for last week, talking about fitness and stuff. But uh, I'll tell you what, man, check me out and, and uh, give me give me two and a half months, two and a half months. I think I'll, I'll drop this COVID. 28 as i'm dubbing it right now yeah um uh, yeah. be, be back in my my fight and wait i'm gonna start uh t- so tomorrow i've already planned it i i tried it yesterday um it didn't work too well uh, i started i was gonna start the 30 days with adrian so 30 days of yoga with adrian start back from the basics and kind of get going into it again and build my kind of foundation there uh yeah yesterday the kids just weren't having that one they yeah yeah no they weren't feeling yoga so i'm like all right we're gonna do something else but tomorrow's my tomorrow's my day one and uh we should be able to kind of glide into it for the next 30 days and hopefully i'm thinking we'll pick up from there get back into running and and kind of see where it goes there you go man that's a good start uh my wife leaves work at like 6 30 in the morning my kids don't wake up till 7 30 in the morning so I pretty much got like this hour if I wake up with her to I just wish my kids didn't wake up till 730. Bang out shit. Well, we keep our kids up pretty damn late, man. Dude, I try, Gabe. I try. I've tried keeping him up to like 11. I've tried keeping him up to midnight. No, we don't even do that. We do 10, 930, dude, 10 o'clock. Dude, we'll wake up at 530, 6 o'clock every day, no matter what. 
Like I can't get up at 4:30 and work out. I have tried. I cannot do it for that long. I am not that motivated. Like yeah. I just cannot. I, I even watched this video Paul sent us about waking up at 4:30 and starting your every day at 4:30 in the morning and how much more you can achieve. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. After about two weeks, 4:30 does not look that great anymore. It's yeah. like, why am I getting up at 4:30 in the morning? <laughs> and everybody else, you know, I just no. I think I think 5:36 is cool. <laughs> yeah, well, when I was running those uh, 10 miles, man, I was up at five. I was at the gym at 5:15. I yep. I like literally wouldn't even have time to wake up. I'd wake up, you know, hit yeah, the head. Waking up in the car, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I well, well, I kind of I kind of had it figured out. So I'd wake up, hit the head. Uh, before I'd even like get dressed and my gym clothes or any of that stuff, I'd go downstairs. And I'd mix up uh, uh, some pre-workout, yep. and uh, and I just chug that. And by the time yep. I'm back getting dressed, I'm in my car, I'm backing up the driveway. It's freaking hitting me, dude. I am like, I'm on all gears. Yep. Uh, go work out. Uh, you know, get get like a two-hour sweat in, hour and a half, two-hour sweat in. Come home. Uh, you know, shower, do whatever I do, and then I'm off to work, man. Yep. I'm usually, out, you know, I was usually. There, yeah, 15 minutes late every morning, but uh, I was there. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. And uh, dude, it's funny, but uh, those—that was my optimal workout time. I realized too, right at about hour and a half to two hours. I loved it when I could get a two-hour like time block in in the gym, because that's a yeah. good day for me. That's like stretching. You warm up real good. You go lift. You kind of cool down. And some days I'd adjust my workout so I can go hit the sauna or I, you know, kind of, kind of like depends on what i was doing that day hit the whirlpool oh, if i can hit the hot tub that's a fantastic day well it was enough for me because i felt like i could we could a whole do a whole episode on just working out but i, I feel like for <laughs> me it was perfect because what it would allow me to do is allowed me to get into the get into like a, a as soon as i get to the gym you know hop on you know some kind of cardio machine just get the blood flowing for 15 minutes 15 minutes of that then i'm hitting the weights um well i usually start with um um uh, machines and then I'll move over to weights. So I'll do like weight machines and then I'll, yeah. then I'll hit free weights. Um, I hit the, the, the last thing I do before I go back to the treadmill is I, I hit the little, um, uh, power rack and do my, you know, my five, uh, was it the power five or whatever it's yeah. called? Uh, you got your squats, you got your, um, all oh, the deadlifts, deadlifts and uh, you shit, got and your power cleans, cleans yeah. you got bench and, I had this app. There's a bench. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this app and every day it would pick three um, and cycle through them. So I would do three of the five every day. Yeah. Um, or four by fours. That's what it was called. Not five, four by four. Oh, doing circuits type of thing. Yeah. 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 But it would circle them out. So there's an A day and a B day and it'd pick, there was like six total exercises, but I would do four of, of the six each day. Um, but anyways, I do that and then I'd go to the treadmill and I'd finish, you know, the last hour or so pretty much just on the treadmill. Um, and that's where I put in the damn work, man, mostly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, get out of there and I'm at home. I'm like, you know, I'm bragging my wife. Oh yeah, I did eight miles this morning. <laughs> She's getting up for work. She's like, shut up. I got good genes. Like, you know, like, <laughs> shit, shit. my wife's like 4'11", 100 pounds sucking wet. She's just having a baby yeah. right now. She's like six months, oh, six months gosh. pregnant and she's, uh. I don't know, like 130 pounds. I'm like, I hate you. I'm like almost twice your weight, damn you. Like, get the fuck out of here with this shit. (laughs) Get out of here with this shit. Get out, okay? Gosh, I try. (laughs) I try. Damn it, I try. 
Shit, man. Even like running that much on a treadmill, like where I was saying, I was doing like 10 miles. Like I still wasn't at my optimum. Like I felt like I could have, I feel like, I feel like I could have, if I had the, the, if I was in my physical peak or something like that, I feel like my mind would have wanted me to run a damn marathon every morning. Like, I feel like that's, that's where I would have been at like mentally. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm, I'm not feeling that shit, man. I'm like, all right, I got to ease back into it. Get back in yep. there. I got, yep. I got all these fun projects, man. I just got to, um, uh, you know, make time, right? You know, yep. I always want to be growing. I always want to be learning. That's, that's the number one thing, right? If you're alive, keep learning, damn it. Yep. Keep learning yep. some BIM. Keep learning some new blue beam. Do whatever you got to do, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, um these projects, man, I feel like they kind of push me a little bit, right? There are thing, a lot of times there are things I haven't done. I apply a lot of like critical thinking and planning stuff that you do in design anyways. So a lot, you know, I usually do some kind of conceptual design where I'm, you know, drawing stuff out, whether hand or, or on computer. Uh, and then I put in a logistical plan. So it's kind of like the whole BIM mindset going into a new project, especially if it's a, a creative project, because no project's is the same like no two construction projects are the same like yeah we use the same tools yeah we may use some of the same processes yeah we may even use the same software um but none of them are yeah none of them are going to be the same unless you're building the same dealership over and over and over again the same the the site conditions are going to be different and the the area like it's all different it really is it's kind of crazy it's a beautiful thing about it though anybody with add it's perfect it's never the same, right? You're I, always adjusting. It's always something I used something to say, new. man, like, uh, it was, it always kept, it was always interesting because it always felt like I was doing something new every day. Even though you're doing the same job every day, it's a yep. different job. It's, it, I don't know, it's something different. It um, you know, the exception being pounding hubs. Like, I never want to pound hubs on a construction site ever again. Sorry, guys. Just don't want to do it. Um, but that said, man, so I've got projects out the ass, uh, all of them requiring different things. The newest project, I told you about this. Uh, I don't know if we talked chat about this last week. I don't even know if I had it last week, but I bought that motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of going through this design phase now because I'm going to start yeah, cutting, there you go, dude. chopping. This bobber is going to be so sweet, man, when it's done. Yep. But uh, I got to get through these, uh, these, you know, home renovation projects first. But yep. <sighs> like that's on my mind like that's the carrot at the end of the stick getting to that this winter yep 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 oh dude we are an hour and a half in huh oh shit man yes sir yes sir all right man that's almost midnight my time but i think we uh we went on uh quite enough tangents quite enough tangents but uh dial is back bring back full to bluebeam there were a few things i wanted to ask you real quick and then we can jump off um so with bluebeam 20 you went over the new things not a lot has changed at least uh, remarkable wise. I do like the fact that we can invite people that don't already have Bluebeam accounts to the studio session. That's great. That way you can invite them to download studio review first, uh, review first to access your studio, not review, view, view first to access your studio. Yeah. Just uh, download the free 30 day trial, man. And then once it expires, it just transitions time out, to the yeah. viewer. Yeah. And at that point, create a studio account or create it when you download it, right? Yeah. A studio account is free at that point. If anybody invites you into a session, mark up on that document. Good to go. So uh, with that uh, real quick, um, there's, well, three things. So the first one being um, uh, Atlas, right? So we mentioned earlier some things that, uh, you know, they're, they're nimble, they're agile. They have this big parent company, but they hadn't really done a lot of um, 
they've done a lot of promotion of like acquisitions and stuff that they've done with this Atlas thing, but they yeah. haven't uh, actually released anything. Have you gotten any insight on that? Have you seen anything cool come of that yet? No, I haven't yet. I mean, I still go to the site and play with it every once in a while just because I, I still think it's a very cool application and I'm kind of wondering when they're going to release it. But I haven't seen anything come come to fruition yet. And I honestly haven't even been able to play with Rover yet. I've been looking forward to that one quite a bit, but haven't got to play with it yet. Yeah, I asked to be part of the uh, beta uh, yep. and they were like, our beta's full. I'm like, damn it. Like, come on. Yeah, let, right. Let me join. Let me play with it. Let me play come with on. it. Come on. We've been friends for a long dang time now, man. <laughs> Can I play with Rover? Uh, no, um, but man, that would have been nice. You know, looking at it, it feels like just about every other um, construction management app out there. You know, you got checklists, punch lists, you know, yep, all that yep. stuff. It, it's it's similar in that regard. Um, we chat about you and I chat about a lot about Bluebeam you know, or Bluebeam, BIM 360 rather. And I kind of have that same feel, you know, playing grid, Procore, BIM 360, the app all kind of flows together. Um, So it kind of reminded me that Rover Rover did, at least the screenshots I saw. Again, I downloaded it, but I didn't have an account to actually load anything, so I didn't get to do any playing with. I I created the account, I got through it, but it won't let you, unless you're part of the beta, it won't actually allow you to upload anything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I did all that, uh, but um, so... You know, I, this question comes up a lot for me, and uh, I just wanted you here and now to demystify it before we jump off. Um, there's a, a few different Bluebeam apps out there. So we chatted about Atlas, we chatted about Rover, all this stuff's coming. You may see stuff available for download, but, you know, you can't actually do anything with it. That said, there are two Bluebeam apps out there that people do have access to mm-hmm. in, in some way or fashion. Um, one of them is, you know, so for on the iPad, we have Bluebeam review for the iPad, and the other yeah. one is Bluebeam drawings. When we're chatting with customers about, um, you know, using it, we have to educate them on which one's which. Um, but uh, when would you use which one, and, and what's the difference between them? So, I uh, with Bluebeam drawings, I mean that you're really granting someone access to view documents from a mobile um, kind of platform. So at that point, it's free, Bluebeam Drawings. You do have to assign it through the Bluebeam Gateway and then kind of tell them what documents. And uh, most of the time I see it sent, like documents sent over from a project. Uh, and then people will give access to view them essentially. And again, they can view it in from their In studio? Cell yeah, in studio. Okay. Now, um, in so the, a free well, viewer it's, a, it's actually a, it's a yeah, it's, it's, it's a free viewer. And it, I actually have it on, on my iPhone here. Um, Essentially, you just be able to jump on and and again, once someone grants you permission to view those documents, you can go ahead and view through them, like just swipe through the the PDFs essentially on yourself. How, how does that differ than, um, say, the Bluebeam View app for the iPad? Not review, but there's a Bluebeam View app, VU, uh, for the iPad. Oh, honestly, well, there's there's quite a bit of difference in the sense of if you're downloading the Bluebeam View app, on the iPad or, or drawings. View is, uh, I mean, it's gonna give you some of the same functionality, like when you pull it open, it's gonna be the Bluebeam interface, right? Or something like the Bluebeam interface. And you're gonna have the little navigation pane on the bottom, things like that, um, to kind of view any of the documents. And drawings, it's really, it's, it's plainly a viewer. Um, and with uh, review for the iPad, you're, you're gonna see like, 
some resemblance of the 2017 kind of version or before um, with Bluebeam um, because you're going to have the tab access. You're going to have your markups like the the markup tools in that sense are going to be there. You're going to have the capability to access um, any of your projects, right, or your session kind of documents on an iPad. Now, that one's also interesting. So you can pull tool sets and documents to your iPad, or you, of course, you open them and store them to your iPad. There's a couple different ways, Dropbox, Citrix, or again, storing it locally on your iPad or opening it through the project to get the documents there. That's actually one of the big kind of uh, hurdles of being on an iPad, right? A lot of times you're disconnected from that server or from those documents. How do you get it onto that device? Um, and with projects or studio in general, that's a huge uh, answer for that. Like if you create a project, you create a session, whatever, um, and you can you know, create this project and grant this person on this iPad access to all of those documents. Then they can go ahead, read through not only just PDFs, but Excel spreadsheets, Microsoft Word documents, you know, spread, let's say specs or contract documents, anything like that. You can make it available to them right on their iPad. They can take pictures in the field, you know, and, and attach it to the document or write up their signature, place a stamp, put markups on it, fill in form fields, kind of what have you. They're going to be able to do that. Sorry, my cat's over here meowing at me. She wants some attention. Um, but they're going to be able to do all of that with the iPad, right? And kind of interact and, and, and do everything that they need to do with that version. Now, that being said, it is a $10 purchase, $9.99 from the uh, App Store that they will need to, of course, download and then they'll have it. Now, their license of Bluebeam Review on their computer doesn't matter at that point. It doesn't matter. If you sign so, into Studio, that matters. That's your Studio account. But the actual license for Bluebeam Review, that doesn't matter. So if you pay the $349 for Bluebeam Review standard on your computer, mm -hmm. you still have to spend the $10 extra uh, for your yeah. iPad. Yes, you do. Yes, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yes, sir. But that said, there are free viewing options if all you want to do is view. You got Bluebeam View, and then you also have Bluebeam Drawings. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I have Drawings downloaded. I've never downloaded View. I don't have an iPad anyways. Drawings is available on Android uh, yes. as well as um, – but I think View and Review are only uh, iOS. iPad. Well, it's only iPad, too. iPad, oh. Okay. Yeah, it's my iPhone. I actually couldn't download the, the review app. I had to download drawings. I, I have an iPad right here, and uh, sadly, I feel like it's old technology, and I never touch it anymore. Yeah. And, and it's a correlation to me because the whole reason why I use this iPad in the, in the, you know, uh, in the first place was for BIM 360 layouts. Yeah. Um, well, now BIM 360 layout is antiquated on, on the iPad version. The new version's on the Android, so I always think in terms of old, bad, new, good. I know, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got. I actually have uh, two of them from the office sitting here next to me, and I'm like, what am I going to use things for now? Will uh, they be an FC? We'll see. Yeah, I need FC six thousand. Hey, I need the Android. Yeah, yeah. I need the FC six. I was supposed to be the beta tester, one of the beta testers, but uh, I gave it up for a customer. I was like, all right, you can have it. You know. Well, it's either that or you give me that. Uh, what is that? That. 11 inch or was it the 20? samsung galaxy 10.8 yeah I, dude yeah give me one of yeah those. I, I need it i've got enough tablets laying around my house that i don't need any more electronics to <laughs> uh you know 
know, capture my eyes, especially with all the projects I got going on. But uh, yep. um, damn it, I still want it. I want what I want, man. I want it. All right, sir. I have cool, ran man. out of natural lights. I have ran out of natty lights. All right, man. Well, this has been a good episode, brother. Uh, as usual, uh, uh, you know, thank you for for joining me on our podcast. Oh, well, fun. thanks for having me, of course. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I'm loving the the uh, um, uh, Microsoft Teams. We'll have to upload our own custom backgrounds yes, next time. Yes, I like it. Also, dude, I'm I'm enjoying the the Halo. It makes me feel very. Uh, Gosh, what is that word? Nostalgic? Like, yeah, nostalgic, dude. Yeah. I'm like wanting to pull out an Xbox now. <laughs> there you dude, go. We're I, on the same level. I'm, uh, I've, uh, I've been getting the same feeling for buying an Xbox uh, One, but I know there's a new Xbox literally oh, right dude, around the corner. Dude, the new Fable, the new, oh, the new Fable like trailer almost has me sold on a new Xbox, and then I see the new PlayStation coming out, and I'm like, wait a minute. So what what decision are we going to make here? Wait, Dave? is there already a new Xbox out, or is it just the Xbox One? No, there's a new Xbox coming out. There's a PlayStation okay, yeah, I heard 5 I and a new one, Xbox yeah. coming out. And I'm like, man. Yeah, the same $400. looks sick, system. Dude. Although I almost want to go, like, I, I really want to take after Curtis and Penny here and just go straight VR, man. Give me an Oculus Quest or an I can't Oculus wear Rift. Man. How long no? have, you, have you put them on for, like, more than 20 minutes? No, I haven't gotten them yet. No. Dude, it's not great, man. No. After like 20 minutes in VR, AR, just I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I played enough with them. There's some cool technology out there. There's some cool meeting platforms that I've gotten to partake in. And yeah. uh, after 20 minutes, it's like, so I'm supposed to wear. I think I have them up here somewhere. I'm supposed to wear glasses, right? Yeah. Got these glasses, and uh, I've got a panguicula in one eye and I, I don't even know which eye it's in um, but my vision is like I can't read a license plate from 30 feet away but yeah. you know I can make out that there's a you know license plate I can make out that there's letters I just don't I can't read them uh, out of uh, this eye I can see fine it's this eye that I can't it's blurry so I got this uh, these glasses that I'm supposed to wear oh. crystal freaking clear it's like you, you know LCD screen, dude, you know, like plasma, <laughs> whatever, 1080p, yeah. 4K, whatever. I, it's like seeing that. That said, man, after 20 minutes of these, dude, I'm like, oh, I don't want to wear these anymore. Like, I'm over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just I can't do it. So I have the same mindset when it comes to AR, VR. Put those I'm things on after a while. I'm like, ah, I'm just... fun with this crap. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> You're like, just download my mind into this damn computer and let me fly. That's all I want. Let me fly. I'm a peacock captain. You got to let me fly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, bro. All right, brother. Everybody, Please thank me. you for joining us for another episode of Brewing with Bim. Later, Bob. Later, Bradley. Take it easy, Dave. <laughs> all right, man. Stay all tuned right. for more, guys. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.